Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. So I was on a walk earlier, and what I was thinking about is the previous episode that uh, I put out there kind of giving a general tip for most people um, that I think, uh, you know, they would benefit from. And that was talking about, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, that was talking about having better body awareness and mind-muscle connection during your workouts. But anyway, while I was on the t- on the talk, on the walk, I was kind of, you know, walking along thinking okay, that's a pretty good tip for most people. What if I could give a tip specifically for girls and specifically for guys based on the, I don't want to say stereotypes, but based on the, on the way that most guys train and the way that most girls train. So what I was thinking was, okay, if I were to do that, what would my pieces of advice be? And here's what I came up with for the girls. And maybe I should do a whole nother podcast on this um, as its own subject. That way I can get into it in more depth. But anyway, for the girls, I would say, girls, stop training to muscular, or excuse me, stop training to cardiovascular disease. <laughs> I cannot talk today. Stop training to cardiovascular failure or fatigue so much and stop focusing on the burn and high reps because you feel like that's going to tone or define better. It's not, I hate to burst your bubble, but it's not. And start focusing more on just overall strength. Uh, especially higher weights, moving more weight in lower rep ranges. Um, One, your body is going to change whenever it's exposed to something new. So that's always a plus. Two, focusing on strength, especially in big movements where you're moving a lot of weight for lower reps, that's really going to be the foundation of your overall body composition, your metabolism, and your body's ability to burn body fat. And that's really where you want uh, to be. You want that foundation to be in a really good state. And if it's not, you're going to have to rely on all the cardio, all of the hour-long cardio sessions, the 15 to 20 rep um, sets, because that's what's going to burn the calories required for you to even just maintain your weight. And that's not a good place to be, especially when it comes to um, sustaining that. Now, I get that you you can keep that up for a certain amount of time, for a certain amount of months where you are um, just doing those things and you're seeing results. But if you want health and fitness and seeing positive change, if you want that to become easier over time or at least more simple without as much effort, you're going to want to create a foundation that you can kind of sit on that allows you to maintain a physique that is very strong and lean that allows you to add some other stuff on top of that to make more significant changes, if that makes sense. I realized that was like a whole run on sentence and it was kind of um, all over the place. But anyway, point is, you girls, I really, really think you need to be focusing on your foundational strength, on your maximal strength, because that's going to be the driving force behind your metabolism and your body composition that allows you to stay lean year round. Okay, so that's what I would say for the girls. Now, for the guys, what I would say is stop being a bunch of bros and train to absolute failure in every single workout, in every single training session. Now, I understand, believe me, I understand that no change is going to come from half-assing it in the gym, but 
there's only so much you can do and so much you so much intensity volume you can apply to your body when you are going all out for one workout or one muscle group whatever it might be when you're just going so intense there's only so much you're going to be able to scale in order to progress so my advice would be stop training to muscular failure in every single workout you should not be training to failure that often i would argue that you shouldn't be training to failure that much at all even uh, or really so what I would do, guys, instead is focus on the amount of volume that you, and I know I talk about volume a lot, guys. Volume is weights times sets times reps. It's easy to figure out based on what your normal workout routine is. But guys, what I would do is I would take that same amount of volume and spread it out throughout the week. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but the way we are able to measure progress right now and measure how the body changes is through changes in protein synthesis and um, how protein synthesis is changed depending on the exercise stimulus. And what we have found is that volume is the stimulus that really changes or allows the body to change when it comes to fat loss, muscle tissue build, whatever it is, any sort of body composition or strength changes, volume is key. And we have two ways to change that volume. You can either add more frequency throughout the week uh, in order to add more volume, weights times sets times reps, or you can add more intensity to an individual workout. So, I mean, both are doable. By all means, both are doable. But let's try to think through, you know, lifestyle-wise and logistically if it would even work. Let's say right now you're training chest on Mondays and you train chest every single Monday. So you're waiting a whole week in between. Let's say you're doing 10,000 pounds of volume. Next week you want to do 12,000 pounds, then 14, then 16. You're increasing by two every single week. Here's the thing, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're in the gym doing that chest workout for two freaking hours in order to apply that same amount of volume. It's not going to do you any good. So from a lifestyle standpoint, that's going to be a royal pain in the ass. But from a scientific standpoint, it's also shown that to spread that volume out with more frequency is going to be more beneficial for you anyway because your protein synthesis is coming down after about 48 to 72 hours uh, and you're sitting there in with baseline protein synthesis, if not below baseline, so you're in a catabolic state where you're um, losing muscle, and you want to get that back up again. But if you're waiting a whole freaking week to train again because you fried yourself in the first one, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. So it's far better to take that total amount of volume and spread it out throughout the week. So let's say, okay, instead of training chest on Monday, what I'm going to do is I'm going to train my chest two times a week or three times a week, and I'm going to take the amount of volume from my sets, my um, my reps in my weight, and I'm going to spread that out throughout the week. All right, so that that's and lifestyle wise, that's much easier to maintain over time. If you just add a set to each workout, that's going to be much better than adding a whole other exercise with three sets to your original workout. That's once per week, and it's just going to do you, um, it's just going to do you better when it comes to seeing results. So, girls, make sure you're not focusing on feeling the burn, going to cardiovascular fatigue. And make sure you're really, really focusing on working on your on your strength, your muscular fatigue. And then, guys, stop going too intense. I understand that you need to work hard, and you should be working hard, but it's going to be far better to work at 80% effort two or three times a week than to work 100% effort one time a week and wait till the next week to do it again. I promise you, implement it. Seriously, I dare you, implement it and see what happens. See if I'm sitting here in front of this microphone just BSing you right now. You will, If you do this, you will find that your body will see... Um, significant change. I promise you that. Anyway, I was just kind of thinking about that while I was on my walk today and I was like, oh, I should talk about this when I record the next episode. But anyway, um, 
other stuff that we're talking about today. Today we're going to talk about a couple of common myths. I wanted to start this series on myths, uh, nutrition myths, training myths, whatever it might be, and um, try to walk through why they're myths and what the truth is, kind of debunk them just a little bit to give you guys a better understanding of what really works when it comes to your training uh, and nutrition. So we're going to go through that today, a couple of different topics, one for nutrition, one for training. Um, other than that, hey, don't forget Instagram. Go ahead and give me a follow on there. You'll find more value or different value than you might find on the podcast. For example, I put a post up there yesterday about the three things that actually truly helped me um, get in shape and what I still use now to help me stay in shape year round uh, and, and how you can implement those into your uh, life. So those are some things you'll find on Instagram. Also funny memes. I'm all about the memes. Um, so go ahead and give me a follow there. You'll find some awesome content on the Instagram. And guys, don't forget, feel free to submit any questions that you'd like answered on the podcast anytime. A few times a week, I post on my Instagram story, the little question box that allows you to um, type questions in there. So I'll say, hey, um, health, fitness, anything you want questions, you can type your question in there. I'll answer it on the Instagram story as well as on um, the podcast at a later date. So go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram. That's the, the sum and the story of all of that. And also the holidays are coming up, guys. I understand you might be processing through, um, you know, what New Year's resolutions will look like, what getting in shape is going to look like. You're probably paranoid about all the weight you feel like you're going to gain. Totally get it. Been there a million different times. Um, so feel free to reach out if you are interested in coaching. You're just not sure what it entails and you want to talk about that. We'll be happy um, to coach you to your goals. Give me three to six months and I'll get you to a place um, that you never thought was possible. So we have three different tiers at Pullman Fitness. It's going to be our um, our standard coaching, custom coaching, and premier coaching. Uh, it's, it's much more affordable than personal training, much more well-rounded. We're going to take a look at your nutrition, all of your training, make sure you have everything customized to fit your lifestyle and your goals, um, as perfectly as possible. So go ahead and go to the website and check that out. Other than that, enjoy the episode. Okay. So common training myths or sorry, nutrition. We're going to start out with nutrition. One of the ones I wanted to talk about today is post-workout protein shake consumption, uh, or just the, the myth that the best thing to do right after a workout is immediately get a protein shake um, because that's going to help your muscles rebuild, uh, repair from the damage that was done uh, during your workout. Guys, that's simply not the case. Uh, you know, getting some protein in after your workout is ideal, but it's not 100% necessary. Uh, and the timing doesn't matter as much as you think it might. If you are in a fasted state, let's say you worked out fasted, I don't recommend that, but let's say you did, it would be, your body would be, how could I word this? Your body would be in a better state to absorb that protein and really utilize that protein immediately after a workout. Does that mean if you wait a couple hours to have the protein that you're going to ruin everything that you did in your workout? Absolutely not. Change in health and fitness is much bigger than, than that one little detail. Um, Post-workout protein shake consumption is just simply not necessary. It is 100% okay for you to wait a couple of hours, an hour, two hours, three hours to eat after your workout. What it, when it, what it comes down to, what that really comes down to as far as body composition change, making sure you're fueling yourself after workout is your overall protein intake throughout the day. So if I ask you, hey, you need to eat 120 grams of protein a day, if you are um, missing and you're eating 80 grams of protein, but you're hitting your protein shake right after your workout, you're not going to see any change. It's not going to make a freaking difference. It's much more important for you to get 
that 120 grams of protein in throughout your day, no matter how it's done. Uh, obviously, you know, foods are best over supplements, but uh, that is that is what really is important. The anabolic window, that false window where it's like, okay, you, if you have protein, your protein shake within 30 minutes of your workout um, in order to see change or else you ruin everything, that came from the supplement industry trying to get you to feel like you absolutely needed their supplements in order to uh, basically survive and get the benefits from your workout. But that's really not the case. Um, go ahead and give it a shot. Go ahead and train and don't have a protein shake after your workout and eat your next meal whenever you do and see the change that happens to your body. Uh, I bet it's going to be nothing. It, I'm telling you right now that that protein shake window right after your workout is a complete myth and it's not necessary. What you should be focusing on instead, the truth that you should be focusing on, like I said, is your overall protein intake and making sure you're meeting that day after day because that's what's going to make a big difference when it comes to your body composition and your muscles getting the nutrients that they need. Uh, so yeah, protein shake consumption right after a workout, complete crap, not 100% necessary. I will say this, convenience-wise, if you feel that it's hard to reach your protein intake with, with foods and you're unable to take it with you, whatever the case might be, and this protein supplement uh, or shake it just works best for you if you have it with you and you take it after your workout, by all means, go for it. Like I said, it's not going to hurt anything. It's not going to make a massive difference. What it comes down to is making it easiest for you uh, to get your protein intake and the rest of your nutrients in on a consistent basis. So that's the nutrition myth that I kind of wanted to go through today. Um, we'll go through a training one here in a second. But that that like I said, that window is complete crap. It does not matter. The training myth that I want to go through uh, is is about soreness. I hate that we worship soreness so much. It makes sense. It makes complete sense to me why we worship it because um, we do like to find some pain and I do believe that there is some sort of sacrifice, pain, suffering, whatever you want to call it, that allows us to see the good, allows us to see the positive result in the end. However, I don't think that soreness is the proper gauge of a good workout or saying that you didn't train hard enough. I think a lot of people really like to be sore, and if they feel like they're not sore, they're like, oh my gosh, I completely wasted my entire workout. That is not the case. Um, our soreness, guys, is is a signal that our, or a sign that our body tells us we went too freaking hard, and it needs to rest. That's, I mean, that's a fact. When we are sore, we need to rest. It says, hey, I, you, you worked me too hard. Our muscles are saying, hey, you worked way too hard. I need a break. You can't train me the next day like this or whenever like this because I am sore right now. That is what soreness is telling us. Um, it does not mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it does not mean that we got a good workout in. How we need to make sure that we're measuring progress is, like I say, oh, I feel like I say in every single episode, it's volume. And that's a numbers thing, not a feelers thing. If you are going too hard in a workout and you're sore, and you're not able to repeat that workout or that same amount of volume a couple days later, thus increasing your weekly volume, your monthly volume, you're going to have a setback when it comes to seeing change in your um, in your body, your strength, whatever it might be. That's just the way it is. Uh, if I want to, let's take this into example. If I want to increase um, my lean muscle tissue in my upper back. So my upper back stands out more. This is a common one for girls. They want their back, the, the back of their shoulders to really stand out. Let's say you want that, you want to do that for yourself. 
if you go really hard in one workout, I was talking about this in the beginning of the episode, but if you go really hard in one workout and you're extremely sore and you can't train it again for another three, four, five days, you're having a setback. It's much better for you to take the intensity down and repeat that workout or repeat those exercises for that muscle group a few times a week and slowly increase your volume that way. Frequency is key. Frequency is king when it comes to seeing a change in your physique. You got to find that balance there. Um, so soreness is not a good gauge of your workout because that is telling you went too hard and you need to rest it before you train it again. And if frequency is what matters most when seeing a change in your body, you want to make sure you're able to train that muscle group again a couple of days later, maybe three, four days later, anywhere between two to four days later. And if you're too sore, you simply can't do that. You're not going to be able to produce the same performance. You're not going to be able to lift the same weight. You're not going to be able to have the same time under tension because you're going to be in pain because you're sore because you went too hard from the first workout. So soreness is not a good gauge of progress whatsoever. What it is a good gauge of is telling you that you overworked and you need to rest. You need to roll out. You need a massage. You need to just rest and recover maybe stretch that area out. That's pretty much it. It doesn't mean you've got a good workout and you need to go beat it up into oblivion again. So stop using soreness as a good gauge. That's another myth. So two myths that we talked about today, guys. Nutrition, that protein shake is not essential after a workout. It's simply not. You can wait to eat your food. doesn't even have to be a freaking protein shake. Just eat whenever you can, whenever is um, easiest for your lifestyle, your schedule, and make sure that your overall, your daily nutrient intake is balanced. That's what's going to make a difference, not that 30-minute window, hour-long window of, oh, I have to get my protein shake in. Then training. Soreness is not a good gauge of progress, guys. You want to be able to measure your volume and increase that week by week by week. Uh, and by the way, as much as I talk about volume, if you have questions on what the freaking heck I'm talking about, um, let me know because I've explained it quite a bit, but I understand it can get um, confusing. So the volume is what you want to be able to change over time. Uh, and you can do that one of two ways, adding intensity or adding frequency. We know that science right now has told us that adding frequency is going to lead to more change. And also, it's easier schedule-wise. So go ahead and add more frequency, but you can't be doing frequency if you're too freaking sore. So stop trying to get sore and start trying to repeat uh, and, and slightly improve your performance one workout at a time, a few days apart. All right, guys? So those are the two myths that I wanted to go over today. If you have any questions whatsoever on fitness, health, nutrition, and you're like, hey, I heard this is true. Don't know if it is. What's up with this crap? Uh, go ahead and send a message uh, on my Instagram, Adam underscore Pullman Fit, or submit that question on the Instagram story where I have people submit their questions and we talk about them on the story and I talk about them on the podcast as well. Other than that, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought what I was going to say. Oh, other than that, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, guys, share it on your story, share it with your friend's family, send a text, whatever the heck it is, share it, spread the love. I appreciate you guys' love and support so much. Thanks for being here. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, 
Share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast.